with especially chamber music. And I think chamber music has been such a big part of my upbringing, you know, playing with my brother or like playing at different music festivals, chamber music festivals while growing up. And like, even to this day, like some of like the most enriching musical experiences would always be playing with other people and playing, you know, and having insights from professors or colleagues or, you know, it's, it's really, for yeah. me, that's, yeah. So that's my, that was always been my, my reason to do music. Today I'm talking to the violinist, Mikelaine Lepang. It's nice to meet you. Thank you for inviting me. Mikelaine, it's so nice to meet you here on Zoom. Yes, and it's, um, well, I'm so happy that I uh, saw you on, on Instagram. Now tell me, um, where are you based at the moment? So I'm based currently between Vienna and Paris. Um, okay. I, have a, I have a piano trio that I work with in, in Paris. Um, and then I come back to Vienna now and again because of, you know, concerts and, and work that I have to do sometimes. Um, and because Paris was a very recent development <laughs> as of okay. three months ago or so, two months ago. So it was, um, yeah, so that was a very sudden move, but for a good, good reason. <laughs> well, um, I saw, I saw you actually with uh, performing with um, Scott Flavin. Well, I, that was, that was a very coincidental uh <laughs> um yeah event i mean we didn't we didn't play together it was just oh, it, okay. so i went i went to school in miami where yeah. he teaches oh okay yeah so I, did I, did, an interview I did my with artist diploma well. in miami yeah. okay mm. oh really wow. yeah yeah um yeah. no but i i met him when i was back i met him when i was back in um yeah, when I was in Miami, and then I saw on his Instagram that he was going to be in Paris, and then oh, I just I wrote him a message. I was like, "Oh, like would we should meet up for like coffee or or you know to oh, meet?" And then he was like, "Oh, I'm actually giving a performance that this one evening." So I just went and and I saw him. Yeah, that was oh, it. Okay. That was a very um a struggle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh no, I thought maybe you you performed. You know, you did a performance together. No, we we he we did perform actually in my in my final artist diploma recital in Miami. We did do like a few oh, duos okay. and stuff, mm. but it was, yeah, that was a long time ago. That was oh, okay. yeah, a good five years ago. Oh, okay. But tell yeah. me now Paris, what, what's the, can you tell me the story about Paris? How did you uh, end up there? <laughs> um, so I have a, so it, it started, well, actually, okay. I don't know where to start now. Um, it's a, it's a, um, it's a piano trio that they've been together for about 10 years now and they're really established and they're very like really great people. And, um, and I became really good friends with them when we did a festival in Los Angeles together back in 2019. And, uh, um, I became yeah good friends with the three of them and the violinist just moved, um, away to China to pursue, um, you know, his, uh, future endeavors. And, and, um, and so he, uh, so they were looking for violinists <laughs> and, um, they asked me in April if I would be willing to come and try, um, the previous violinist injured his arm about two and a half, three years ago. And so when that happened, I came and I filled in for him for, for a couple concerts. And with that, 
Um, you know, they already knew how we worked together. And then in April, the pianist called me and asked if I would like to come and do a, you know, a little trial session with them and see how it is working with them. And then, yeah. And then in the summer in June, they, we decided, they decided, we all decided that it was the right, you know, uh, decision to make. Um, and yeah. And then they invited me to be a part of the trio. And then now, you know, they have, we have about, you know, 60 concerts a year, 50, 50 to 60 wow. concerts a year. Really, yeah, it's, they're really active and it's really nice. And it's, um, it's something that, um, I feel very lucky and blessed to have, especially if it's like a steady chamber group, because, you know, usually as musicians, as classical musicians, um, we're looking for like a teaching position, I mean, or an orchestra job, you know, to, to have stability. Um, but I feel extremely lucky to have like a chamber group that gives me this, you know, stability, but at the same time, I get to be creative and I get to play with people that I enjoy playing yeah. with have just a good, you know, it's a, it's a good energy and something I'm very lucky to have. And now this, uh, because now that you say you, you have the opportunity to be creative. So in a chamber group, it's a smaller group. So, so you can still, you can still have your own style sort of, or your own, do your own thing. Well, it's, it's, it's mainly like the working aspect of it and like the forming the group for, um, uh, what you envision, like the group, I mean, the, 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 the goals of the group, I, I think that's yeah. mainly it's, it's, I mean, obviously when we're playing our individual voices and our individual techniques, we kind of, I mean, we keep our, our identity as individuals, but at the same time, we're working together to create this one uniform sound, one uniform, you know, your phrasing and your, and your, um, your beings need to kind of conform into one, you know, it's, oh, so it's, yeah. it's really nice for me to, you know, um, be in a place where, I can, you know, if there's something wrong or if there is something that I would like or something they would like, we just talk about it. And then we figure out, um, it's kind of like marriage, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> I like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, you're, you know, you, you're figuring out, um, new yeah. ideas and, and new, um, things together. And like, if you, if I really want something, I know that I can just talk about it and that they'll, you know, we, they'll, they'll listen with open ears and we'll figure out how to do it as a group, you know? So that kind of creativity as yeah. in like, if you're a concert master or in the 2T section of an orchestra, it's not, you don't really have that much flexibility. Mm. But yeah. I would say I would say if you if you ref, uh, if you compare it with a marriage, you just have to be careful not to start throwing the instruments at it, each other. That's true. <laughs> I don't think our insurance will cover that, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I I speak to so many musicians, and I cannot think of one that I've spoken to who have not said who uh, has not said that. Um, playing together you know um ensembles or chamber music or orchestras everybody says this thing that it's so wonderful to play with other musicians yes. and um and now you say the same thing this this feeling of being in this group and having the same vision having the same you know working together not just on the music but on what what are we going to do or what are we trying to say with this um chamber group Right. Mm. right. No, definitely. Mm. But now tell me, what age did you start playing the violin? I started playing the violin when I was three. Uh, so it was really? a, 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 
Yeah, I was very young. Uh, my, uh, my, the reason I actually started was because my brother is a professional violinist. Oh, okay. Um, he's, and so he, you know, he's 20 years older than me. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I was born, he was already in college and already like, you know, um, so I just wanted to become a violinist. Okay. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how it started. <laughs> and did you grow up in Miami? No, no, no. So I grew up in Los Angeles, oh, um, right outside of Los Angeles. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So I went to school. I, I, I did a school in Los Angeles um, and then I moved to New York and then down to Miami and then Germany, Austria, and now Paris, France. <laughs> wow. But so, so, so from a young a age, yeah, so from a young age, this, you knew this was what you want to do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, from, from a young age, I, well, so my mom's a piano teacher um, oh, and my okay. dad, luckily he's not a musician because I think that would have been too much music in the household. <laughs> um, but uh, my mom, my mom's a piano teacher uh, and my siblings all played. Yeah. My brother and my two sisters all played music. Although my brother was the only one that went to pursue it professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to become, yeah, from a, from a young age, I mean, in the beginning, I was doing it because of purely out of the inspiration of my brother. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to, you know, um, to just be the best I could be. Um, And then, you know, obviously we all have this teenage rut of, you know, 13, 14. And like, I didn't want to practice. So then that's when my parents came in. They were like, you know, I mean, basically we spent so much money on you. So we got to continue. Um, we shouldn't do um, that, but we do that. You know, we give, we give that speech. We shouldn't, but we do. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And you know, it's, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm super thankful and I, I'm, I'm really grateful for my parents for doing that because then after that, then I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Um, so it comes in waves, um, especially at that time, at that age. Um, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this, you know, for the rest of my life because I really enjoyed doing it. And it was, it wasn't something for me ever to make money from or, or to, um, I don't know, for fame. And I mean, I guess we're, we shouldn't be musicians if we're looking for money and fame, uh, <laughs> but it's, it, it was something that I did because I really enjoyed doing it. And I really, I really felt, um, drawn to just, you know, playing music. So that was especially chamber music. And I think chamber music has been such a big part of my upbringing, you know, playing with my brother or like playing at different music, chamber music festivals while growing up. And like, even to this day, like some of like the most enriching musical experiences would always be playing with other people and playing, you know, and having insights from professors or colleagues or, you know, it's, it's really, for me, that's, yeah. So that's my, that was always been my, my reason to do music. But you could see also by um, your brother's experience, how you knew what, what it took to get there. So you knew almost the path that you had to go to get there. Mm. Uh, yes. I think my parents, I mean, in the beginning, I don't think my parents wanted me to learn music because of all the work that it took to get my brother to go, oh, yeah. get to go yeah. through. Yeah. Um, but we, you know, I think in the beginning, well, it's a, it's a different, it's actually kind of a different generation from my brother and I, because my brother is, 
I mean, so now I'm 28, he's 48. Mm. So it's a, it's a different generation of schooling and a different generation of, um, career marketing kind of, mm. kind of thing. Um, so I, it, I think they had, they had an idea of how to do it. It just changed as, at least that's what they said. You know, it's like, it was very different how yes. they brought me up, um, in comparison to how my brother was brought up. Um, oh, absolutely. I think yeah. also I spoke, I've spoken to a tenor the other day and, and we spoke about the same thing where, you know, the, they didn't have social media. They didn't have all these um, platforms where they could promote themselves, you know, and it was all a different, a, a totally different uh, yeah. time for them. And, but also yeah. now, I mean, we, we are now more aware of how many musicians, how many singers, how many artists there are because of social media. And does that also bring some sort of a bit more pressure on you, you think, that that because you are so aware of everybody that and what everybody is doing um, as a young musician, does that bring its pressure? I mean, in, in it sometimes... I think, I, I think it's, but it's, it's always on how one uses social media. I think yeah. also, you know, if, if, if you're going through your day scrolling and, and seeing someone play and you feel like, oh, I wish, you know, like, I wish I played like this or like you're, you're just unconsciously comparing yourself to everyone out there. Um, I think that's very unhealthy to do as a, as a musician, because you know, of, of how many, as you said, how many musicians are on social media and active, especially this, this generation or even our upcoming generation. Um, but I always try to come, come at it with a very healthy mindset of, I, you know, I, I follow only certain people that I want to see, mm-hmm. like want to follow like their lives or, or friends, you know, I really, you know, I mean, going through all these festivals or, or schools or, uh, competitions, I meet friends that I just want to stay in touch. And so, yeah. Usually the way that I go through social media is I see it and I always try to be like, if, if it's a video, it's like a really great video and like they're playing really well. I always try never to, I try to consciously not compare myself, but always have this mindset of, oh, wow, I can be so much better. Like I can like mm-hmm. do this. I can, I can, you know, I can take this as like a, a learning experience and, and yeah. always just like, wow, they're doing this really great. Like I can, you know, let me go practice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. rather than like, self detrimental with my um yeah my train of thought when looking at it and just like going down the rabbit hole of just self-deprecating thoughts yeah yeah. (laughs) that's what that's my that's really my um I think it's also thanks to my upbringing because my parents were also very positive people Mm -hmm. so I've always tried to be as positive as I can with my intake of social media um so for me personally I'm I I am very picky with who I follow on social media um, and also, um, because I, I think it can be a very toxic environment, um, with the self-proving or like the self, um, the over self-marketing, this kind of thing yeah. that's, that I'm not really a big fan of. Um, yeah. So that, so I, I try to, to take, take social, I, I think it's unfortunate that it, it's very unfortunate that social media is such a big, um, a, a, 
a, a, a what is a, such an essential tool tool mm. for our generation of musicians. I think it's something that everyone needs to do, unfortunately, in order to be heard, in order to share their talents with audience members to so that, you know, like agencies, I know that they will look at your social media presence and see, oh, wow, they have over 10,000 followers. They only have over 20,000 followers. That means people want to go and listen to them and watch them. So we're going to assign them, you know, or oh, a label that social media presence. And then they're always like, how many CDs have they sold? How many streams have they had on, on Spotify or, or and Apple Music? And unfortunate that it's come to this but it's something that I think is out of our control um, because then you're changing an entire generation of like a, a mindset, a generational yeah. mindset. Um, so I think using it um, as healthy as possible. And as um, I think that's, that should be the main goal of every musician is just sharing their voice and finding their own niche and their, and their own um, uh, finding their own uh just just finding a healthy way to put out their personality and their character and their exactly. their yeah. voice i think that's, that that should be the the main use for social media um yeah, yeah i just go, than, i go with the approach that um i'm not for everyone and whoever wants to see what yeah. i do you know you're more than welcome and yeah. and this this for I, I always think it it should be like that because otherwise it's a chasing of numbers and um and it and it misses the point. And for me, I love social media because I discover uh, so many yeah. wonderful things. I'm I meet people like you, for example, you know, and all the people that I've done interviews with this almost seven hundred. I've just wow. um found on social media. and and if I see, uh, for example, uh, you were with Scott, and because I know Scott, I immediately thought, okay, hey, you know, this uh, Scott, this is a lovely connection with Scott. And um, so I think this, yeah. you know, there's a there's a very there, there's a great positivity, but like you say, exactly, it should be mm -hmm. it should be uh, used for the purpose that it's you know, beneficial yeah. to the, to the artists, I think exactly. definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, um, um, it's also, I spoke to, a to a painter the other day and he said that actually, if you watch some, somebody else do something and you feel a bit intimidated rather than feeling intimidated, rather thinking, okay, what can I learn from this per person? Yes. And like you say, how can I better myself? So you yes. absolutely, you know, yes. said what yes. he, what he also felt. So that's great. But now mm -hmm. tell me. I mean, um, I've, also, I've also had phases where, no? No, I've, I mean, I've also had phases where, you know, I do get into this rut of just scrolling and, and, and seeing things and yeah. being a bit like, questioning myself and once that happens then i just i try to find the the strength to just turn it off and just yeah. put social media aside maybe for like a day or two or three or four yeah <laughs> and i just like put it to the side <laughs> and i just yeah. well, I, I try to refresh and then just like you know there's you know there's always a reason for what i'm doing and my happiness you know is myself you know mental health is is much more important than <laughs> yeah. than yeah, you know absolutely. comparing yeah. myself yeah yeah so, 
So are you uh, in in this sense? Are you a, a good businessman? Do you can can you do you <laughs> can you you know really go for it? Because you, I mean, I always think uh, musicians. You know, you study your whole life to play the instrument, but then it's that time where you get out there in the real world and you have to sort of get your establish your place. So and you need a sort of a business sense for that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's really, you know, when I went to school, you know, we never had these like entrepreneurial workshops or like the how to, you know, or, or music business um, classes, you know, that you, I mean, you, there were, but it, I think it was, they were really outdated, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so like a lot of the things, I mean, I like to think of myself as like a, a bit of like a, a musical entrepreneur in, in a way that I really, I try to balance. Um, okay. How do I, how do I, how do I put this nicely? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I think of myself as a, as a good businessman. Like I, I, I'm able to like, you know, talk to organizers and, and um, get to know people. I, I run, I started my first music festival when I was 15 in the wow. Philippines. Oh, so, and then, it was for four years and it was for um it was it was based in a school in the southern philippines and it was for um underprivileged children uh, and communities that wouldn't be able to have um wouldn't be able to have uh high quality like um classical music exposure if that makes sense and yeah. so i brought in friends from school from 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 i mean i was 15 16 <laughs> and i brought in friends and, and like you know we went and we taught we had a great time ate great food and that lasted for about four or five years and then i ran another music festival and then now i run a chamber music festival in in bavaria um with another good friend of mine um and we yeah so that's been going on for four years so i like i like to think that um you know, I, I, I really do believe that being um, business oriented with music is uh, something that is lacking in in the classical music world. And because, as you said, we all learn how to play the right notes, the right technique, the yeah. right bowing, the, you know, everything, everything is so technical and so um, uh, fundamental <laughs> uh, musically. And it's not about like how to self market your, how to market yourself or how to, um, be your own agent. Because I think at this time, that is the most important thing to do, especially with social media. I think one should be able to put out something that people are like, oh, we really want to hire this person. We really want to, um, we really like their sound or their voice or their, um, their energy. And we really want them to come. And so I've gotten a lot of concerts based on just that alone from social media or marketing or emails that I send to people, um, to organizers, to agents, to managers, you know, it's, it's something that I think is, should be taught. And I think, I think it is being taught now. I see a lot more workshops being held at, at, at big name schools or even smaller name schools that, um, are geared toward, like self marketing, like, like being, being your own entrepreneur, being your own businessman. And I think that's really healthy. Obviously it could be, as I said before, it could be also very toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
But I think if done in a health, as long as you don't compromise your integrity and your morals, uh, I think, and, and, and putting out like who you are really as a musician, rather than just putting in all the, you know, <laughs> the, yeah. all the good parts about it. Um, I think that is, that is uh, where music business is going towards or where artists should um, be heading towards. Yeah. No, I agree. And, yeah. and I think it's that, you know, for maybe for a long time, people just thought, oh, you know, um, oh, but you love playing the instrument. So why do you want money for for playing? You know, so it's, so it's, it's that sense of also educating the public to say, okay, so yes, but, but, yes. you know, you have to show appreciation by paying so <laughs> that's yes. in that sense yeah you know? i mean we're, you know, we, we, still, we still have to pay our bills we still have to pay rent exactly. you know it's it's exactly. these are all things that you know it's still it's also i mean that's one of the main reasons i moved to europe is because in the u.s you're if you play music it's more of like a hobby it's more yeah. of something that people don't really take as like a real um, profession and here in Europe, I mean, you know, that's why I moved to Germany in the first place and Austria and now, now France, they take musicians as like, you know, it's like a, it's your, it's a real profession. You know, you do get your benefits, you get your health insurance benefits, you get your, you know, everything is, you know, you're, you're treated with the same amount of respect as, you know, someone else in a, in a different, um, standard profession, um, which is what I why I love I love Europe and why I want to stay in Europe. <laughs> yeah, um, and I've heard also in America yeah. that that there are many uh, orchestras who are actually uh, where the min- musicians are not paid because it's sort of a side thing that they do. You know, they they yeah. have different well, careers, yeah. but they yeah. are just on the side. They're in an orchestra, but they don't get paid for it. Right. I mean, without naming, naming orchestra names or, 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 or fund or whatever, like they're everything in the U S is private funded, you know, when it comes yeah. to music, it's all by donors. And obviously, you know, our parents or parents did really well in getting that community going. And so now, you know, a lot of those donors are, you know, you know, dying off <laughs> They're yeah. you know, and so a lot, and then the concert halls are not as full. And so obviously because it's not as government funded as say Germany or Austria, um, you, you don't have that, especially during COVID that was, that was a mess. Um, so you, you didn't have that job security as you do here. Um, yeah. So that's, that's very unfortunate because it's, you know, you have such a rich musical legacy from, you know, new from places in New York, to yes. you know san francisco to boston and you know you have so many great you know artists coming out of there and um it's it's such a pain to see you know them gigging so much i think this whole gigging environment comes from the u.s like you're doing doing yeah. um weddings do, doing um sure nothing wrong with doing these things but i'm just it's just the mindset that is like you know you're you're working um you're just you're working 24 hours a day uh, for you know to pay your to to pay your cost of living or you know you don't really have your social security or your um you know in france they have this intermittence that you know you get paid um based on how many concerts you know you have per year you know you get this fixed little rate per day 
to, you know, to live by. And it's, it's something that, you know, it shows that a government really cares about yeah. um, your, your life and your, and that what you're giving back to the, you know, community and, and, and the country. Yeah. I know in South Africa, it's also the same as in America. And there are also so many talented musicians and artists mm-hmm. in South Africa that also has to have to do it that way, you know, to just fund it for themselves. So that's, yes. um, yeah, that's a great privilege here in Europe, uh, yes, you know, that's, so. that it's possible to do it, to do it yeah. as a profession. Mm. But now, um, tell me, McLean, what is your wish for the future? What would you like to to do still? Um, well, I mean, it's wow. Oh, what do I want to do still? Um, I don't know. My 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 life. I mean, at least the last year, it's taken so many changes, at so many different turns. That I'm, you know, until last year, until the beginning of this year, I wanted to be a a concertmaster. Like I really was my that was my main goal. And so I was very lucky and privileged to um, do a lot of um, Aushilfe, a lot of guest concertmaster yeah. work, um, you know, with orchestras um, around the world. So a lot like in Spain or Austria and, and um, Germany and stuff like this. And I was able to do a lot of this and I wanted to, that was my goal. And then I got this chamber music job <laughs> with this trio. And I, you know, I've seen how fun it is and how, how, you know, how rewarding it is. And I mean, not to mention that it's financially stable. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my future is keeping the mindset of, I need to be, I need to be happy. Like, I just want to be happy doing what I love doing, um, rather than, um, taking off like a, a big name, concert hall that I'm playing at or or orchestra that I play but it's it's more like I just my my main goal in life and I like to pride myself about this is is just um I just want to be content and happy with what I'm doing and be able to live a comfortable life doing so um that's very emotional and that's very you know um, what a beautiful uh, wish yeah that's very yeah. But, yeah. But you but know that like yeah. you know what brings me happiness right now mm-hmm. like I, I like to think about like what brings me happiness in the near future rather than because I what the last couple years or last year has taught me was that you can't really predict the future. You can't really yeah. no. um no. you know think That's life crazy. changes. Obviously you can have wishes and goals and and you can try manifesting um a career. But things come and they, you know, it, a storm comes and it just changes everything. Um, so my my goal for like this next year and everything is just having a great time playing chamber music, traveling the world, and you know, if it if if things happen like being concertmaster for an orchestra or playing a solo career or something, that's going to happen. I just need to my my goal in life is just to play the best that I can be. I can be the best musician that I can be. Um, uh, and that I can always put out, you know, um, the best quality music and then do, <laughs> yeah. do whatever, whatever comes from that. And that's, that's my, that's my main, main goal. But that's beautiful. And it's like, um, uh, somebody said to me the other day as also a singer said, if it's a small concert, you just make it big, 
you know, and it, if it's not exactly what yeah. you want at that <laughs> moment, you just make it what you want, you know? So, um, yes. yeah. 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 My, 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 my dad always told me, my dad always told me that at the end, uh, you know, at every concert should be treated like your last concert. Mm-hmm. You know, you should always be playing for each individual, um, each individual audience member. It's not like, you know, you're playing for riches and glory, but it's your, you know, try to have an experience on stage that, you know, you think will be your last. And I think that's something that's very important for musicians and, or any artist in general, you know, every, every, everything painting or, or book or, or note that you put out should have the same qual, like have this quality that should be, um, that that would be if if it's your last note that you put out and i think yeah. that's mm. um yeah i think that's really that's, special. that's great that's great advice but what would your advice now be for say a 16 year old you <laughs> you know a or, 16 year old me yeah uh, <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think, wow. I think younger musicians in in general are kind of blinded by um, names, blinded by a, a bit of like prestige to give advice to me or anyone at that age that are that's applying for college or someone that is um, wanting to pursue a professional classical music career. It's to um, make sure that you're playing music for the right reason and that, you know, you shouldn't be picking music in order to be rich or famous, but you should be picking music in order to, um, you should be using this universal language. I that's such a cliche term, but this, this, this universal language um, that was, given to you this gift to spread love and to and peace and 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 joy to everyone around you um because it's it's something it's a language that you can show so many emotions like you can show anger you can show love you can show um joy and happiness and you know at the same time sadness and it's something that if it's if 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 that is why you want to do me i think that's that should be everyone's goal um playing music and it is should you know, making a difference in the world rather than, um, you know, doing, um, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's one of the wonderful, wonderful advice, because I think we are so celebrity focused, you know, that a name focused and it's, it loses the impact of, of what it's all about. Right, right, Mm -hmm. right. And it's, I, I've seen so many young musicians make a mistake by choosing the biggest name school or the, and, or the biggest city to live in um, when they don't even know what teacher that they want, you know, the, the right mentor. I think that's, that's like, if I were to give two pieces of advice, that would be the second one is like, you know, you need to make sure you have the right person to guide you through um, 
through your life, you know, I mean, because wrong technique can physically hurt you and, 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 and psychologically hurt you as well. So having a teacher that can teach you properly is very extremely important. Um, and someone that's invested in your, um, musical development, um, someone that won't over compliment or, um, and also not over criticize and like, I don't know, like, I think whatever type of musician you are to have that correct person behind you, pushing you, I think you, I think it's just no matter what type of artist or a creative artist you are, I think one needs to have the correct mentorship and the correct basis in terms of, you know, technique, sound and musical knowledge. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's not usually the teacher with the biggest name students that are able to do that. Sometimes it's like, you know, maybe a not too well-known teacher that's able to, um, you know, to bring that out of you, you know, every, I think that's, that's very important um, for a student to know. That's yeah. Those are my. That's my two pieces of advice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. No, but that's it's, right. it's something. Yeah. It's it's something that it's something that I, I I tell my friends whenever they ask me for advice because I have a lot of friends that that come to me to to just like you know play for me or to or to just be like Micklin, what do you what do you think of this because you know I've going going to going to school and like four different countries and like, you know, meeting a bunch of people and, you know, doing a lot of different musically worldly things. Um, it's something that I, I always try to, um, to, to input, like you need to make sure that it's like what I said before with, you, you know, success should be based on your, or of one's personal fulfillment rather than comparison. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's, no, that's no, but, I, I gave you a really long answer for. No, but that's great. But that's a beautiful answer. And I think it's also uh, sometimes people would say to me, you know, it's my first teacher that I've ever had who installed this love for the violin for me or or the love for the piano. And you think, yes, it's not always on, on that level. And, you know, when you're doing your master's degree, it's sometimes this first teacher who taught you at home and you know who's there that's also that important part because that teacher might have uh, instilled the love or just helped you to to love what you're doing and that took you on your path further you know so that's also I think mm -hmm. it's it's for me so special than yeah. the, uh, how teachers make an impact on artists yes mm -hmm. I agree but McLean, it was so great to talk to you. It was really wonderful talking to you too. And thank you so much for your time. Uh, but I hope to meet you in person when you come to Vienna again. Yes, I, I have a, I, if you're available, this December 12th and 13th, yeah. I'm playing the Barber Concerto with the Teu Orchestra um, oh, okay. here in Vienna. Yeah. So in, if you're available the 12th and 13th. Yeah. yeah. Is it in Vienna? Yeah. It's in Vienna. It's in the, okay. the this Kuppelsaal, Kuppelsaal, I think. Something. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That would but, be great. Oh, I would yeah. love to come. But thank have you. a have a wonderful day and thank you so much for, for making the time to talk to me. Of course. Thank you for inviting me. Okay. <laughs> okay, McLean. Bye.